Club album, T1 Brass. I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio. Times of great uncertainty, one is instinctually compelled to search for and find comfort in the immutable, or uh, if not the entirely immutable, at least the nearly immutable. For some, that might come in the form of family. For others, perhaps it's a deity or deities, and the rituals devised to better understand the mystery sown by those deities. Uh, further still, it could, very hypothetically, of course, uh, it could be a three-liter box of barefoot brand Pinot Grigio that's regularly on sale at your neighborhood IGA, and then when you buy it, they're like, hey, you must really like this barefoot Pinot Grigio because you're always buying it, like kind of a lot, hypothetically, is a thing uh, that could happen, for example. In my capacity as regular host of Fangraphs Audio, I discovered... Uh, somewhat accidentally, another constant in this universe in the form of my guest, Dane Perry. Uh, while to some, he's merely a contributor to CBSSports.com's Eye on Baseball. To those acquainted with him by means of this program, he is both unfailingly grotesque, yet also magnetic. Unfailingly grotesque. Unfailingly grotesque, yet also magnetic. Not unlike Dorian Gray, and also the rotting, hideous picture of Dorian Gray at the same time. Both Dorian Gray and that gross picture of Dorian Gray simultaneously is the image I hope to invoke in your head. Uh, in difficult times, Dane Perry is a character from whom we can all benefit. Not only is one comforted, for example, by how awful Dane Perry remains, and he does remain awful, uh, but the listener also finds that his or her life is, even in the midst of a global pandemic, an awful global pandemic, not so bad when compared to Dane Perry's life, especially the internal the part that's happening in, in the internal part of Dane Perry's mind. I think you'll agree it's something for which we can all truly be grateful. And we will get to that conversation momentarily, but before we do, uh, I feel compelled to recognize a couple parties to whom I am grateful, for whom I have gratitude. One of them uh, is current managing editor of Fangraphs.com, Meg Rowley, uh, for allowing me to do this very dumb thing. Uh, and another, uh, another party to whom I'm grateful is the Toronto Blue Jays, my current employer, the Toronto Blue Jays of Toronto, also for allowing me to do this very dumb thing. I think that we all recognize, I should speak in the first person, I certainly recognize that this is a very strange time, and I would like to thank both Meg Rally and also my current employer, the Toronto Blue Jays of Toronto, for allowing me to do a strange but uh, oddly comforting thing in the middle of it. So thank you to, uh, as I say, both those parties. And uh, with that complete, uh, we now move on to our unpalatable conversation with Dane Perry. Uh, what is it? It's Fangraphs Audio. Who does the feature? Contributor to CBSSports.com's Eye on Baseball, Dane Perry. And when does it begin? Right now. And that's one of the few tolerable tolerable things about you, Dane. What? What was that gap between when I sent the link and when you finally um, joined? The, I was investigating recording. whether my other laptop would mm. uh, provide a better listening experience for you. <laughs> Yo, I don't think any, I don't think I don't think it's the laptop that's going to improve the listening experience. <laughs> you know what? I, I think it's the interlocutor, oh. Dane. You familiar with that word? Uh, interlocutor. I they am. use that. Do they use that word in Mississippi? What? You some bitch. <laughs> so you, earlier you were saying that uh, <laughs> it's. You sounded like I was practicing muscular Christianity. Yeah, I said that. What? 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 What do you envision that being like, Dane? And like how do you distinguish things... it from prosperity Christianity? Oh, that's a good one. Is that prosperity yeah. Christianity? Prosperity gospel? Prosperity gospel? What? Yeah, prosperity gospel. Yeah, is it possible? Yeah, you, I guess I'm asking: words. is it is it possible to be a prosperous and ripped Christian? <laughs> Can you do both? Is what I'm asking. You're talking. Are you are, you, are we are we constructing a Venn diagram here, Dane? Yeah, because I want to find the sweet spot of being absolutely jacked and rich and holy. It's me <laughs> and ripped ass Joel Osteen right in the middle of that Venn diagram. Ripped and rich. <laughs> And holy. That's what it is. 
Well, that is the original Holy Trinity, isn't it? I've been doing some preacher curls with Joel Osteen. Just before he was taken away. Been at the squat rack with Joel Osteen. (laughs) Marty Rich, now I'm getting ripped. (laughs) Yeah. So I understand, Sestuli, let's let's get some personal news out of the way. Stop talking over me. (laughs) No, please. Please, let's do it. I understand the forces of nature have impregnated your wife. (laughs) <laughs> oh no oh is that true oh dane yeah dane when is you know, she due when is she due a child when is she due uh it is it is a heat and it is due oh okay mid-june uh mid-june uh, and another I want, boy I want more than anything i want to name this child sal i want to name i want to have a baby named sal sal sestuli <laughs> yes yeah, just a little baby with a cigar and old glasses one day you'll have and two, just named Sal. two large adult sons. Yeah. Two. I'll tell you, the current son is not a large adult son, but he is a toddler. You know why adults aren't afraid of monsters? Because there's nothing that a monster could do, Dane, that's, that is, would be worse than what a two-year-old can do to you. I didn't enjoy parenting until my son was like three and a half. Yeah. And I think enjoy yeah. is probably too strong of a word. <laughs> oh, I was I was reliably miserable until he was about three and a half. Yeah, I mean every yeah. er, everything in our house, like when he started, you know, being able to sort of half-ass walk, like everything yeah. in our house moved up three feet. Like there were no mm-hmm. nothing on floor level shelves, nothing he could reach down at that level because he would just destroy it. Here's the, here's also the difference between a monster and a child is. You are allowed, just allowed to hate a monster, right? But you you are legally obligated to keep a child alive. And also, everything about nature compels you to love the child, even. Yes, yeah. Do you know? But, like, we, we were just, he has a nap around noon. And every day, there's a new specific order in which everything must occur for him to be able to fall asleep. <laughs> except the order is only known to him. And he does not communicate it. He does not communicate it until you've attempted to obey the orders from the fu- the previous day. And when you do not, uh, when you have not successfully completed the tasks in order, then it is not a it is not a polite rebuttal that he offers. <laughs> it is full. It is full out tears. It's like you know the moment when Oedipus realizes that he's been that he's been f- his mom. <laughs> You know that moment and how he stabs and how he stabs out his eyes with a brooch. I have like a poster that, of it. Yes. There's no more. There's no more histrionics involved in that particular <laughs> episode than than in what my son, the, the performances my son gives every day just before his nap time and just before bed. Maybe this will help. They're virtually. Maybe this will help. Yeah. Every time your toddler has a fit. Mm. Yeah. Just think of it as someone calling you a stupid. Okay. Because that's what he's doing. And that sets the proper tone for rebuttal. No, you're the stupid m- That's what you should say every time your toddler cries. Yeah. But here's why, here's why I, uh, and I'm sure we'll get to this eventually, but this is why we deserve to be wiped out. From an evolutionary, <laughs> from an evolutionary standpoint, raising children should be the easiest thing. It should just be... Nothing to raise 15 children. Yeah. But raising even one is a Frodo-like burden that sucks the life <laughs> out of you. If we were meant well, to thrive I, as a species, you know, for millions of years, that would not be the case. I, I, have to, I haven't thought of it like that. I do think that the fact that childbirth is so painful has always yes. struck me as... And I, yeah, I, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that, like, it's like there's been time to change this, right? And there's not, I, don't, I mean, perhaps there are evolutionary arguments for the virtues of that pain. Yeah. But I'll be, I'm prepared to tell you that my wife sees none of them. But yeah, no, no, yeah. And my experience yeah. with with most mothers I know is uh, is is pretty similar. Yeah. And uh, and it, um, I can tell you from having a fir- a firsthand, or not exactly firsthand, but a close secondhand account. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would argue too close secondhand account within arm's reach. I think is too close because it's a dangerous spot to be. It looks so bad. 
Yes. Uh, now, here's yeah. here's one thing I would argue. I think that there's actually, if you are already in a frame of mind where you're going to have 15 kids, I think it's actually easy. It might be easier to raise 15 kids than one kid because at that point, it's just numbers. You know what I mean? Yes. And you say, because the problem with having one kid is, you know, you've made, you've, uh, you haven't diversified, Dane. Right. I agree. At that point. Yeah. If you have 15 kids and you're the worst parent, you'll still have one pretty great kid, I bet. Maybe. Yeah. You know, just yeah. by virtues of randomness. But when you have just one kid, even if that kid is is, is naturally a dud, you still feel compelled to uh, <laughs> to lift him up to mediocrity. Here's I can speak to uh, I can speak to this dynamic. <laughs> My wife is uh, from Omaha, mm-hmm. and Omaha I have come to discover is the absolute cradle of fertility. <laughs> Everybody there has like ten kids. Everybody, mm-hmm. especially from her generation. Yep. It's absurd. There's one brief anecdote, Sistoli. Yeah. Oh, okay. One of her... An illustrative example? Yes. Yes. Illustrative. <laughs> Good Lord. One of her friends growing up was the child of like one of 17 or something apocalyptic like that. Mm-hmm. And her mother, toward the end of her childbearing years, went into the hospital to have varicose veins corrected. And when she awoke from the surgery, she asked the doctor, was it a boy or a girl? <laughs> yeah now that's good it, to your other point that's a true story true that's story? a true story that's an absolutely true story yes to your other mm-hmm. point one of mary's sisters my sister-in-law obviously mm-hmm. has six kids and they are all pieces of <laughs> so i don't know that the numbers you know it's possible to have a bunch of kids and all of them be pieces of crap is what i'm saying i've seen it in action yeah Six, six. You said six. Six. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, as I've seen, people. as I've seen, this is this is why I think your theory is flawed. Okay. I mean, I'm positive my theory is flawed, but I yes, said it aloud yeah, nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think having a small number of children, you're allowed to tend to the care and feeding of them at an adequate level. The more kids you pile on, the less of a <laughs> you give about any of them. <laughs> And that is what is happening. That is what has happened with my sister-in-law. How many kids do you do you need to have before the oldest one begins taking care of like the younger? But you know what I mean before like yeah. the oldest remaining one essentially assumes some of the uh, childcare duties. That's sort of the farmhand theory of parenting. It's, yeah. It's well, a, my grandmother yeah, came. My grandmother was the oldest of like. 10 or 15 or something. Yeah. And she was essentially like a surrogate mom at, at a certain point, you know, because yeah. her mom had right. all those kids and they I were running that, the farm. Yeah, I, th- I think that's more of a uh, dynamic from that era. I think now you just have self-absorbed pieces of <laughs> who are the older kids. <laughs> that's my, that's, that's, that's what I'm sticking from with. Your, that, in my, in my experience, okay. that's what, that's what, that's what my reality is, Estuli. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know if I subscribe precisely to that, Dane. Yeah. But I'm. I'm more than glad to give you a platform for disagreeing with me. You know what you deserve? What? Shocking triplets. <laughs> after 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 number two, you deserve shocking triplets. Yeah. That's what you deserve, Dane. Yes. Sistuli. Uh, one thing that we have not. I would. Is this where you try to talk about the Rona? I, immediately, I would have assumed we would have addressed the the global pandemic. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say because I want this to be on the record too. Is that I'm not a fan. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't, a, I don't. I don't care for the Rona either. Yeah, personally, yeah. I'm not a fan, and, and as a citizen of the world, also thumbs down. Yes. Yeah. There, I don't see much redeeming about it. I don't at either. At this point, I don't either. Mm-mm. But uh, Dane. You might ask, you might ask, why are we doing this? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you might ask, why are we doing this? I think you probably are asking, why are we doing this? Uh, Is it because, hey, Dane, is it because no fewer than what? You need to be specific here. Doing what? Why, why are we, why are we creating this document? Document. This recording. Oh, document. Jesus. (laughs) I don't know. Why are we, because we have nothing else to do. I don't know. No, that seems reasonable. I mean, is it because no fewer than three people requested it on social media <laughs> platform Twitter? 
I think I got I think I got four tweets about it. Okay, uh, yeah. is it is it to briefly, at least for, uh, for me, is it to briefly escape my my paternal obligations? I would hope that's a, that's at some level, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Dane, I would argue it's mostly because the threshold for what constitutes entertainment uh-huh. has never been lower. Right. Yeah. Yes. So we could subterranean, uh, subterranean bar <laughs> that we have to clear there. Yes, it yeah. is a very low bar. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I think certainly as soon as consequences, the pandemic became clear, I said, what the, what the people need is something, is to, is to see, is to see if there's something worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, because the way that we under, we, we experience pleasure is not in an absolute form, right? It's relative. And so if you could create something that is so yeah. – if you could create something truly miserable, then the current reality could actually look somewhat fine in, in relief. I mean, going yeah. into this, it was already going to be our greatest episode. <laughs> Why is that? Just because the, again, of the context. the bar is subterranean. Yeah, right. People are going to say this is amazing even though it's already trash and it's only going to get worse. It is only going to get worse. Yeah. Yeah. This episode, I mean. Let, let it just be right. noted yeah. that – First off, I'm I was absolutely fine with the decision in this podcast to end it. Yeah, like, like oh, to stop yeah. stop doing our dual. Roughly was it like yeah. a year and a half ago now, right? I don't even know. Yeah, but the comedy in this is that you had to take this important step. Oh no, 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 no! I can no longer do this podcast because I am an employee of a major league baseball team. No, no, it simply yeah. will not do. Yeah. And there is zero chance you bring any value to that organization. <laughs> and yet you had to cancel a podcast over it. <laughs> it's the mo- it's like the self-important prelude to being an absolutely useless piece of <laughs> How did I, how did now see I can relate to this on some level because I worked for a team, but that was yeah. back in the days when no one knew anything. Yeah. And that's how they hired a dumbass like me who barely knew anything. Yeah. You are a liberal arts slack dick hired to do <laughs> high-level analytics for a presumably functioning Major League Baseball team. I would say high-functioning, yeah. It's less baffling than Jeff Sullivan and his exclamation marks <laughs> and embedded GIFs getting hired by a team. But it's baffling nonetheless. <laughs> Jeff Sullivan. All right. Anyway. I'm saying, uh, you know, I, I, th- this is the state of analytics. Yeah, and it's amazing. I mean, th- I, yeah. if this if this ends to a burning, if this if this ends leads to a controlled burn of analytics, <laughs> which I think is possible by hiring guys like you and Jeff Sullivan, then I'm all for it. <laughs> hey, Dane. Yeah. You know what? A great observation. <laughs> You, uh, your opinion is always... Let's, uh, let's explore your thoughts on this. Yeah, I have, I have a couple theories. Okay. So, so, are you familiar with Philip Tetlock at all? No. I, it's not very obscure. He's, he's, he wrote the book Super Forecasters, right? I don't care for his surname, I'll tell you that right off the bat. Okay. (laughs) The, he, he, but he considers the traits which make people good forecasters, you know? Powerlock would be a better... <laughs> like, what was his first name? Philip. Philip Powerlock. Let's call him that. You like that better? Let's call him that. I'd like you to start over the... with your observation, except saying, are you familiar with Philip Powerlock? Yeah. Okay. Philip Powerlock argues. Okay, thank you. Or no, not argues. He doesn't argue, but he's, he's done a lot of research on the matter. I'm sure, it's still an argument. I think sometimes the group decision-making is enhanced by having someone yeah. with no familiarity of the subject matter Look at it from the outside, aka the I didn't hear it. Like, I, you, I think, you blinked uh, out for like five seconds, but it's hardly important. <laughs> Daniel, I mean Daniel Kahneman. Daniel Kahneman dis- discusses this too. He might have been he and Amy Daniel what? Have been the ones. Daniel Kahneman. Okay, we got to work on that one too. Daniel Kahneman. Anyway, Daniel he, he, Daniel he been... uh, illegal gun. Yeah. Let's call him that. It's hyphenated, <laughs> hyphenated surname. <laughs> They discussed the uh, the importance of, of an Say Mr. An Illegal Gun before you start into this. Mr. Illegal Gun says. Nobel Prize winner Daniel Illegal Gun. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> also has done work on it, I believe. It might even be the one responsible. I don't even know what you're talking about, but go ahead. You're just <laughs> But it. the point is to have to have an uninformed outsider help 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 set the terms. <laughs> is this how you justify your job? Yes. <laughs> ah, ah. That's yeah. rich. Yeah. As someone who has cultivated ignorance over the course of his life. Okay. And I think that, uh, you know, the Blue Jays, they said, we need someone who not only <laughs> who knows little, but seems to be totally comfortable with that fact. Yeah. And uh, I was right in the crosshairs. Okay. I will say this, and I will not say much more. Is oh, yes, you the, will. Is that the uh, I've not folks, begun my probing uh, interview yet. <laughs> the folks who do my work are lovely. Well, that's boring. All those who are interested about the fate of the Blue Jays will be uh, relieved to learn that they are, without question, all smarter than I am. Mm. Okay. And more competent. Okay. That's what I'm willing to say. <laughs> Dean, what have you been doing for a year and a half? And actually, more, maybe perhaps more relevant, what are you doing now? What am I doing now? Yeah. Are you providing updates on the, uh, the, the league as it contends with this thing? With the Rona? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, you know. And what have you been doing? What have you been doing for the last year and a half? <sighs> Just being a reborn man. What do you think? <laughs> but yeah, and all all that entails, you know. There's an episode of I don't know Is this one of the welcome, podcasts welcome that, back, in the world. What episode of what? <laughs> yeah, welcome back, Cotter. It was a, it was a very special episode. <laughs> okay. of Welcome back, Cotter. Well, they... that involves. No, the story the story centered around a young woman who was what is born this? What is this about? What? It is a podcast episode. Of what podcast? Unknown. Unknown. Uh, One I heard in my ears when well, I was make gardening. Up, make up a cool name for it. Jesus. <laughs> it was the Illegal Gun podcast. <laughs> we already used that one. Okay. It was the um How about uh let me think of something here. Frozen 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 Disease. It was the um, Illuminated Dram Cup, I believe it's okay, called. Okay, fair enough. That'll work. I was listening to a podcast known as the Illuminated Dram Cup. Okay. <laughs> it's illuminated from within. Right. It provides its own light. Oh, that's magical. Anyway, it was about a young woman who had been born to a family that had, like, I, I forget the precise move, but they were part of this sovereignty movement where essentially, like, they had all of their children off the record. Do you see what I'm saying? Like they didn't go to hospitals. The kids didn't have birth certificates. Okay. They were basically unknown to the world. All right, I respect. And that. there was like I don't know how many kids. There were six, ten, whatever. Is it Omaha? No, is it Texas? I believe. Yeah, we'll go with Omaha. All yeah, right. the grandparents, the grandparents, the grandparents did not approve of this, right? But I forget if it was it, which one it was. The, say their daughter was the was the, but but they lived nearby. Anyway, the, these parents raised their kids without Ooh, any, they didn't go story. to schools. They were Ooh. they were totally. They did not exist so far as Okay, the US yeah, we got that part. Was was concerned. Where's the But, the, uh, but this young the... woman, she 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 ran away. She ran away. Who's the and woman? She's like, the wife? The young woman. No, she's one of the daughters. Oh, okay. The All oldest right. daughter said. All right. She somehow caught wind of, you know, she heard like a Lionel Richie song and she was like, "Ooh." <laughs> you know what I mean? We've, we've she, all given into that somehow... siren song. <laughs> she says dancing on the ceiling. Oh. Hey, I, all night long is a legit jam. I legit like that song. Sure. Hey, you don't need to. You don't. You know. You don't need to talk me into it. I'm not trying to. All night long it must be about studying. Am I right? Uh, anyway. Anyway. So she went. She tried to be a person. She went to like her grandparents' house. She's like, "Hey, I'm here." And she tried to be a person. She tried to go to school. Okay. She tried to get a driver's license, but she wasn't allowed to. And then the government. Local first local government and then maybe even federal was like we're going to you you don't belong here you're an alien essentially, but then the question was like where do you deport someone who has no country of origin so far as you can tell? In fact, the country of origin was the one in which she was already living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but this this idea of the sovereignty movement seems like it would be something that would appeal to you. Sovereign citizens. And I was wondering if you have you ever for a split second considered just you know removing yourself from the grid. I don't. I don't know that I have the skills to do that, but it certainly occurred to me. Yeah, yeah. I got deep into sovereign citizen Reddit one night. Oh, you did. And <laughs> it was. Uh, let me tell you, they, uh, they're, they're. I would describe them as fools who are serious. 
<laughs> Isn't that a thing that is frequently the case with fools? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. But, they, like, fools, oftentimes, like, it's because they believe themselves, right? Yeah. That's kind of what makes them foolish. And, I mean, that's kind of where the comedy comes from, but also the, uh, I think that's where the, f- what makes them frightful, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say frightful, yeah. but, yeah. Just, uh, they, what would be, what are your top, what what would be your plan? Say say you were dedicated to this idea of going off the grid. How would how would it manifest itself for you? Well, let me, I, you know, I already have some prepper instincts. Sure. Before this, yeah, that's why you have so much Bigelow tea at your house. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got cases of Bigelow Precisely. tea. Precisely, you're not gonna find you're not gonna find Dane out on the range without a cup of double bergamot Earl Grey in his in his hands. Tea bags will be the new redeemable currency when everything collapses. <laughs> I'm prepared for. This Are you moment. a double bergamot guy, Dane? If you if you go if you go big, do you go? I don't even know what that is, but yes. I mean, yes. this is, I'm talking about an Earl Grey with twice the amount of bergamot. Holy <laughs> twice? <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, I, uh, In no other context am I familiar with bergamot. Even before it. this started, I have yeah. on supply. Do you mean this podcast, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> it does, man, it feels like a long time. Yeah. yeah. How have I only used up 20 minutes of quarantine on this? Yeah. No, even before the the Rona descended upon us, I have uh, yeah. a healthy supply of emergency food and water, Sistuli. Oh, interesting! And knives stashed in strategic locations around the house. <laughs> Are we if talking you, uh, the type of knife that Sergeant Slaughter might carry? If you <laughs> violate, if you violate this perimeter, regardless of <laughs> where I am, I know where a knife is. <laughs> Dean, would you say that wherever you are, you've you have established a perimeter? I, I, I keep a secure perimeter. <laughs> I keep a secure perimeter, Sistuli. Now, presumably, you are at the middle of that perimeter. What is the radius of, the, of this circle? Or, uh, sorry, that's presumptuous of me to assume that it's a circle. Let me put it Maybe this you way. Have a... I'm recording from the treadmill room, okay. which also has uh, a substantial stock of emergency food in it. <laughs> I have a fixed blade double-edged knife within four feet. Not visible to an intruder, but if I need it, I have it in seconds. <laughs> Behind me are some windows, which this is yeah. this is oh, the oh, okay. This is the basement, so it's ground level. Yeah. You could dive through those windows, and yeah. before you even hit the ground, I'm stabbing you. <laughs> now, now wait a second. Are you telling me your survival plan, or were these your, was the, were these your vows to your wife? <laughs> those, those, At the there's a lot. There's a lot of overlap there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of overlap yeah. in emergency plans and marital vows. <laughs> Particularly from her perspective, if, if you if you come within three feet of me, <laughs> I will I will execute a perfect Krav Magra move maneuver. For the love of God, do not surprise me from behind. <laughs> I can't be responsible for what the instincts do at that point. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. that is true. If you are yeah. a trained <laughs> martial artist, which you are, Dane. <laughs> It is sometimes <laughs> it is sometimes difficult to overcome those instincts. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't, I mean, mm-hmm. I, yeah. you know, I didn't ask the factory settings of this killing machine. <laughs> I, there nothing I could control. Yeah, uh, no, naturally. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Ooh. So anyway, that's... Uh, yes. I'm going to stab yeah. the virus to death. <laughs> Is that yeah, Dean? Do you do you feel like you have any solutions to this uh, incredibly, <laughs> incredibly complex, <laughs> interrelated global problem that uh, have not necessarily been um, been considered? Or Just take by, the medicine uh, by our leaders and scientists. Just take the medicine. To, yeah, yeah, that's my advice. Which which medicine? Uh, which the medicine? one the one that works. Yeah. <laughs> The medicine that works. I've not heard anyone suggest that we should just stab the virus. 
I haven't heard anyone that, well, that's, you know. I've I've long been known for being at the forefront of things like that. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. 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 Global containment of global So how, how is uh, how is the uh, social distancing and isolation going for you? You have a yard, right? You have a yard. Yeah, so I, I am I mean, that's thankful. that. Here's a genuine comment. We live in a condominium. Condo, for short. People yeah. call it condo, yeah. for short. <laughs> yeah, so, so I don't have, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a tune well as urbane language. Right, I mean, you're not a city dweller like me. Yeah, no, no, no. no I do know you have a wine cooler. No, not a wine cooler, that's a, that's a beverage. <laughs> just took a sip. Yep. You're sitting there with a with a Bartles and James. Just took, a, just took a long pull of my wild cherry Bartles and James. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just like the late 80s, man. I'm going to go make out in a garage. <laughs> do you think that do you think that was the height of making out in garages, Dane? <laughs> I mean, I can't speak for other generations, but I I did some making out in garages in the late 80s. <laughs> Now, Dane, when you, when you had gotten out to the garage, though, would it be safe? Would it be safe to say that there was uh, some sort of uh, military knife out there, <laughs> <on> the <laughs> just in case you and your paramour? I, uh, I, there were, was uh, a uh, telescoping pickaxe <laughs> within easy reach, in case uh, in case someone breached the garage door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you go up with a garage, Dane? Did you have a garage? We did, yes. Yeah. Yeah. What was out in the garage? Now, first of all, garage, was it auto? Was it uh, automatic? Or do you, you had to get out and lift that yourself? It was get out and lift it yourself until about the mid-80s. Okay. Yeah, that's that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> that, that technology really... Yeah, I mean, that was... I mean, my yeah. my father was not an early adopter, so he had to wait for the prices <laughs> to drop. Exactly, so. yeah. Yeah, that and the VCR really uh, they became they began appearing in America's households. I will right say, I, I don't time. recall exactly, but there is zero chance that that garage opener was not purchased at Sears. <laughs> zero chance. <laughs> and he probably called it Sears Roebuck. <laughs> I think actually, so for a long time it was Sears Roebuck. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I believe that. I think the story of Roebuck is a tragic one. I believe he sold very early on. Okay. He was bought out by his friend Sears. <laughs> Mickey Sears, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Tony Roebuck. Tony Roebuck and Mickey Sears, yeah, yeah. Mickey says, Mickey says to Tony, he says, Tony, this business is not going anywhere, clearly. Our dry goods business, where people come in with, with ropes for belts. But let me buy it from you anyway. Yes, the rest is yep. history. Yeah, I think Roebuck, I think it didn't work out well. Yeah. Right. Yep, yep, yep. There was Sears, Roebuck is a loser for a while, then it was just Sears. <laughs> yeah, look at it. was founded in 1891. Okay. Sears and Roebuck. In 1895, only four years later, Roebuck asked Sears to buy him out. Okay. Wow. Yeah, well, he got, yeah. he got, got what he asked for, didn't he? Yeah, I guess he did. Yeah, he had bills to pay. Oh, at some point he rejoined Sears. But then he just became a historian for Sears Roebuck. <laughs> he probably rehired him as a stock boy, and then <laughs> oh, you really, yeah, negotiated his way into the historian position. <laughs> Could I just be a historian instead of a stock boy? Yeah, that's sort of so, that's yeah. sort of so your you motto, had, right? Don't you have that so you had embroidered a... and, and framed? No, Dane. No, I don't. Fair enough. You know, there's also a uh, everyone knows Woolworths, right? Which used to exist. Yeah. If memory serves, there's also a Woolco. What's going on with that? I don't know. I don't know if Woolco was an offshoot or just oh yes, wool it was founded by the Woolworth Company. Okay, a full line right. discount department store. Oh, I spent as opposed some time to at Woolco, more of a five and dime like Woolworth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There you go. So the garage you had a garage. yeah. I guess that's about a wrap. I guess, huh? What was out in that garage, Dane? What would it, I mean, cars? Just the cars? Is this cool? We found the lawnmower out there, Dane? Tools? Yeah, it was a two car garage. Mm -hmm. Okay. One was for the the Chrysler, one side. Mm -hmm. The other side was for tools and things of that nature. So that means the other car, (laughs) two car family here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Was parked on the carport. You had a carport. And my rule, my rule was, uh, do not park past this line because I want to shoot hoops. 
<laughs> if you park past this line, you interrupt my hoops. <laughs> my dad would pretend to forget this all the time and park directly into the rim. <laughs> just to own the libs. <laughs> and uh, Did you ever confront your father about that? I said, can I have the keys and back the car up? And I would be like 10 or something, 11. Yeah. yeah. He's like, no, you're, you can't back the car up. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And I said, well, will you do it? Yeah, let me take care of a couple of things. I'll do it. And then he wouldn't. And then there would be like two hours and he'd finally back it up and it's almost dark or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But that was not a frequent occurrence. Now, what was your, at that time in your life, you say you were about 10, what was your, what was the golden boy, your older brother doing? Probably in med school. <laughs> Probably being six foot three in med school. And somehow also on the University of Alabama football team. <laughs> Receiving his national championship ring between med school classes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet I, we were talking before about some of the troubles of children. I, I wonder if your brother had any of those with those three wildly talented children he's had. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know. I'm sure it was a struggle at some point. Remember, they kind of, they kind of, yeah. they formed a uh, an immensely popular crossover country music act. Yeah, traveling hootenanny. Yes. Yeah, and sorry, sir, <laughs> what is your son done? <laughs> would you say, would you say he's he's a globally famous musician? No, I would not. No. I would not. That's okay, though. You know. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Takes after his dad. As someone like who's as someone who's famous, I, I find it to be overrated. <laughs> <laughs> I find it to be a burden. What, what's Frodo the, and Job like in its dimensions. <laughs> what is the most recent instance in which your your fame has proved to be an albatross around your around your neck? Sometimes I get too many Twitter mentions. So. Oh boy, yeah. 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 Does it uh, does it hurt the uh, processing speed of your computer? It does, yeah. It, it, if, when I get a lot of mentions, the microphone doesn't work properly. Yeah. No. Oh, I know. I wanted to reveal to you, Dane. I did. This is something that occurred from which you would draw great satisfaction because this, I think uh, this sounds like a good, good. Uh, whatever this is, it's a good note to close it on. It's uh, because this is the sort of thing I would say that my mistakes and errors. I'm time for a refreshing sip of water. Still. Generally, bring you some measure of joy. Is that right? I didn't hear what you said. What? That my missteps generally bring you some some measure of joy. Uh, you know, as long as they're not genuinely damaging to you, sure. Yeah. When I emailed the Blue Jays okay. to accept a position with that club. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I sent an email out to uh, multiple members of the of the front office, one of whom was Assistant General Manager Joe Sheehan. However, after investing quite a bit of time in the composition of a relatively simple email simply because I did not want, you know, I wanted it to be letter perfect. You always give a new employer the sense that you're competent. The sometimes false sense that you're competent. That's a universal, that's a universal condition. Yes. I then addressed it, you know, and sent it. Only about an hour later did I realize that I had sent this, what it was supposed to be somewhat secret email, not to assistant general manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, Joe Sheehan. Yeah. But to noted baseball writer, Joe Sheehan. <laughs> <laughs> that is outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a number of people who I said it to multiple people who were in the front office and also baseball writer, Joe Sheehan. <laughs> Say, uh, you know, I, you know, I have certainly enjoyed my time with Fangraphs and it's been so important to me, but I'm also very excited to take this next step forward and uh, look forward to doing good work with the Toronto Blue Jays, you know, something to that effect. <laughs> Joe Sheehan, baseball writer, who, because I didn't, was not, I did not uh, think to look over the, the two box of my email. <laughs> That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. Did he respond, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did. Did he reply all with that? I did feel, I mean, I felt, I mean, it, it was that sort of, it's a sort of panic where you're like, maybe this is more, like this could be a little bit more than just one of my typical errors, you know? 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Because yeah, it's actually yeah. a employment. Like it's kind of you know it, it's a decision. You're like that was one source of income. This will in theoretically be another a different source of income. And so first of all, I just had a vision of like crawling back to David Appleman, just like <laughs> within 48 hours of having said that I would be leaving. And they're being like, yeah, just sent it to the wrong Joshian, and here I am. Yeah. Do you think that email contributed to the collapse of NAFTA? <laughs> no, but I did, I will say that to baseball writer Joshian's credit, he not only did he, you know, I wrote him, I was like, hey, could you just keep this under your hat for a moment? <laughs> uh. Anyway, so uh, that that was a failure that occurred very shortly after we... Last spoke, you know, I don't know if this was interesting for people, probably not, but uh, you and I, I don't know if we've actually spoken in basically a year and a half. Is that right? I don't, uh, I don't have a good grasp of time in that sense. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I think we've emailed a couple of times, right? Yeah. I did text you uh, somewhat recently because I had witnessed business anger at an airport. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. And nothing, nothing reminds me of business anger like Dane Perry. Yeah. Or nothing reminds me of Dane Perry like business anger. The two are synonymous, basically, is what I mean to say. What about angry business? I mean, if business gets angry, then the <laughs> then the angry starts getting business. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it gets it's a famous all saying. Fine. Hey, yeah, you know what's something? That's true. Adam Smith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what's something that you have done? You may not realize that I know this, Dane. Okay. But you, I am still listed as one of those who's allowed to view your drinks spreadsheet. Okay, cool. Your drinks spreadsheet, uh, which has yeah. been mentioned... I, I need to update it from last night. Thanks for mentioning yeah. that. Yeah. It has been mentioned on multiple occasions on this program. Yeah. You, at a certain point, maybe 2016, maybe earlier, Yeah. began tracking... Oh, you've entered the document as well. Hello, Dane. <laughs> yes, I, I, I need to enter it from last night. Yeah. Okay, well, this will be a real-time update. This is... Friday. This yeah. is all the week of the of March sixteenth. Friday zero drinks. Nah. All right. Saturday. Now see, I'm going to quote the number you've just entered here, and okay. and it opens up. That should serve as an entry point for interesting discussion because you've entered a number with a decimal. Yes. You. I'm very precise two, here. Still. Two point four drinks on Saturday, and I see some other notation here to the right, which yes. you appear to have created an, an entire sort of uh, conversion schema. I should say, like, this has become a lot more sophisticated, your tracking system. Yes, yes. Because you appear to come up with some equivalencies. Well, these are frequent purchases, mm -hmm. so I don't need to do the, uh, I do, I have an ABV calculator that I use. Yes, you do. And, you know, based on the serving size and the alcohol by volume, that's where the decibels come from. Not yeah. every drink is the same, Sistuli. No, yeah, right. So yeah. rather, so frequent, frequent products that I take in. Mm -hmm. I have listed over here to the side, so I don't have to calculate every time. Right. Yeah, that's all. Right, and so now the drink sheet in 2020 thus far is filled with many decimals. Yes. And it appears, for example, um, you have this listed is here the, the era of significant digits. That a period that a that a, a beer with a four percent ABV mm -hmm. in a 12 ounce format yeah. is equal essentially to four fifths of a beverage. Point eight. To four yes. fifths of a of a Look at quote unquote you drink. Your, your your analytics. Yeah. Yeah. So so what what do you what is the sort of platonic drink? What is one? What does that mean? That would be like a twelve ounce beer that's five percent ABV. That for you now that for you or is that somehow like? Uh, no, I mean I thought you were asking what is what is. Yeah, that's your that's your baseline. One What would be one beers or right. drinks? Yeah. And how did you come to that figure? Those are just the uh, recommended what That's constitutes standard? a serving of alcohol oh, okay. is 5.0% ABV 12-ounce beer, 12.0% mm. five-ounce serving of wine, that sort of thing. Wait, say it again. Say it, what is it, 12? 12% ABV yeah. wine, a five-ounce yeah. serving equals okay. one drink. Okay. And I don't recall what it is, probably an ounce and a half for liquor. I don't drink liquor, so oh, twelve percent ABV. Yeah. But 12% ABV in 5 ounces is easy to remember relative to beer, which is 5% ABV in 12 ounces. They're just mirror sure. images of each other, yeah? Yeah, that's, that's amazing insight. <laughs> <laughs> this right, is so why just... 
are you saying are you saying this is this this sort of skills for which I've been hired? Is that what you saying? This cat this this kept you from working for the Orioles. That's these <laughs> kind of skills. Yeah. So one thing I've observed is that your content, if if I'm making a, a line graph starting in 2011, mm-hmm. your your consumption, the has days dropped, of thunder, 2011, yeah, has dropped considerably. Yes, yes. A, a brief spike in 2012, and then yes. a dramatic decrease between 2012 and 13, from 27 to 17 drinks roughly. And now you, and in 2019, you were fewer than seven drinks per week. That's right. Yeah. I am now a uh, practitioner of moderation, Stuart. You really are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, pretty soon we're going to see the return of a temperance movement to this country, and it will be... I, I have, I am, as a uh, Midwestern female Protestant, I am, uh, I often <laughs> yell at the male town folk about their drinking and pour it mm-hmm. out and make them go to church. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of your, that's one of your, that's one of your defining qualities. Yes. Yes. Has I been am... for a long time. Mm, I yeah. Am, uh, Great innovations on this. What is a miska? That is my favorite beer. Okay. It is a uh Who makes a miska beer? A, a local brewery called uh Off Color. Off Color Brewery. Uh, and it is stout porter type of uh type of beer. Mhm. And it is a uh in, a, in addition to being delicious. Mm. In addition to the purchase of it supporting local business. Sure. It is also a tidy 3.5% ABV. <laughs> Oh, okay. So you I can, can um, I can, you drink can drink more as many of it. as you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I can uh, see. I can crush uh, four tall boys of miska and still be under four drinks. Now, I believe it is. It is it possible? It's actually mishka, Dane. I think that's what I said, isn't it? M y s h k a. No, there's no h in it. This is how. It's Are you spelled. sure? Uh no, I'm not sure. Of course not. Okay. This is just how <laughs> I've entered it. Yeah, that is how you entered I'll, it. I'll, let me let me let me take this to uh, Hotbot. <laughs> Yeah. If I get yeah. verification, all right, there's an H in it. I'm going to correct this on the spreadsheet before your eyes. <laughs> oh, let's see. Oh, he's folks. He has he's entered the cell. Yes. Yep. Yep. I'm in the cell. Never to there be. There you are. Never, never to be permitted to leave. You've yeah. added an H, and you've immediately. Well, no, you have left the cell. Now you're down in N19 or so. I, that's just where I clicked. Yeah. You clicked on N20 there. Hold on. Nope. <laughs> Watch out! He's over at C twenty now, folks. No, <laughs> he's like, this is great. Have you ever have you ever edited a document in real time yeah. with another person? That sounds awful. No. Well, it looks like you have. You've well, in this particular case, you've written. What does it say? Sestuli. I'm happy. Is, to, I'm happy to know you still have access to this. Sestuli is a loser. You've written. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Great. It's great. Hold on. Hold on. Step mm-hmm. it up a bit here. Uh oh. We we have some more real time editing of. Of the drinks spreadsheet. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. F*** yeah. stoolie. Great. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Dean, what do you think about this, speaking of experiments, this experiment that is about to occur at Chase Stooley, what would the arrival of a second child into a world that What do you think is, about the, the next entry I just made? The, into, a, into a world. Into the spreadsheet. Uh, and we'll get to talk about this is, first. What do you, what do you think about that third entry I made? <clears throat> I think that um, Dane. Uh, there, I've highlighted it. Your contributions Here, to the to the greater dialogue, of course, are uh, invaluable. There, I bolded Dane. it. <laughs> I think you have it. to leave it from yeah. I mean, to bold it. Love it. Um, there we go. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> what what font size is that? <laughs> Thirty six. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, now, I don't think no, I would no, ever no. see now, it. See, now I have to delete it because it messed up everything. Look at that. Look at that. Read yeah. read what it says for people. Are you not going to read it? It's a, I, don't, I have no plans to read it. All right, fine. Okay. I wouldn't have said that about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but you're entitled to your opinion. Oh, look at you lying to the people. Dane. Yeah, all right. This is uh, That pause means it's time to shut it down. I would like to... Tired of doing this? Ready to go. Tired of doing this? Ready to go. It's my favorite. I t-shirt. would. Uh, what do you think about the? What do you think about introducing a child to this version of the world? Uh, you know, it is what it is. Kids are not going to know any difference. No. You only know your reality. Yeah. Could have said the same thing about introducing a child to, uh, you know, to the midst of nineteenth-century medicine. You know. Yeah, I guess, or any time before that. Where it's probably like standard practice to, you know, cut off a foot of a newborn just because or something. You know? <laughs> okay.
just to to keep the Satan because he's born on an unlucky him. day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right to save him from yeah. Satan or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you ever used a bleeding as a uh, form of of dreaming? I have not, but I tell you what, I have done. I've gotten tired of recording the podcast and wanted, and wanted, <laughs> oh, and wanted to that. stop. You just Bob Barkered me. You just Bob Barkered me. What's behind door number two? Yeah, I, I, this is, uh, we, it's done. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is done. Well, Dane. Yep. I will say to you this as a human, uncertainty is terrifying for me. And, uh, the entire uh, world is riddled with it right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Good times. Uh, some of us won't be fine, but others will. There's, there's my, there's my consoling words for you. To what class will you belong, do you think? I don't know. I think I'll be all right. We'll see. Yeah. Either way, I'll play it as it lies. What's, what is Chicago like at the moment? It's like every other place right now, so it's a dumb oh. question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what about the media outside? Can you give us, can you give us a the status media? update? The media? The fake news media? Yeah, I'll talk no, about the that. No, media, the median. Uh, I believe uh, there was some sort of island uh, that was installed by um, yeah the pedestrian island still there still appreciated from our former alderman lightly used yeah. at the moment because of the quarantine like every other city thank you <laughs> none of this is practical in terms of that's um, no, not usable all right well i'm gonna uh i am i'm shutting this down yeah i'm done i've hit the yeah. wall okay so i hope yeah. uh, i hope all our listeners remain rona free yeah and I hope those who do become afflicted uh, recover swiftly and come out stronger on the other end. How about that? Yep. Yep. That's fine. That's yes. what that's what I was looking for. Some 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 kind of note. Fire low and fall back. Keep a keep a knife within arm's reach. <laughs> Marriage bell? Dive through my window, you get what's coming to you. <laughs> okay, would you like to would you like to play us out with anything, Dane? No. No? Nothing by Joe Cocker? No. Nothing by any, any one of the members of the today. I'm not seeing Eagles? Eddie Money died. Eddie, Eddie Money died, and with his death, my singing died too. Okay. Hey, Dane, what a real pleasure to speak with you. Thank you for joining Fangraphs Audio on this very special episode. If the Blue Jays finish in last this season, 